I want you guys to close your eyes for a second. I want you to vision a world without music. Can you see your life going about your day without music in your daily life? I don't think so. See, music, it plays an important, important part in people's lives. It's powerful. It's beautiful. It tells a beautiful story. A lot of pain. Happiness. Brings people together. Stimulates the mind. Touches the body, the soul, the heart. See, this this is Moody's Point off the Ways World Podcast Network. The show where we highlight and celebrate the love, the art of music. Dawson had a creek. Moody had a point. took this I can't feel my face what is up everybody that's my boy playboy cardi yeah i i have come to the agreement with some of my peoples that i'm a i'm a vamp head you feel me i am a vamp i i that's like my, my favorite rapper all the time i i i'm i used to like trying to downplay but yeah that's my favorite rapper now bro i'm a vamp bro i'm a vamp at heart but how's everybody going man it's been too fucking long i've been busy i've been in the grass i'm in the weeds i've been doing a lot of shit man been doing a lot of shit but I finally got two consistent off days where I can fuck around and actually put some content together. And that's what I'm going to do today. So I got some shit coming for you guys. So, yep, get back in tune because Moody's Point is about to be on some consistent basis shit, bro. I'm definitely getting back onto my grind. And I have a lot of topics in mind, but for this episode, I'm not going to... I usually talk to you and give you my point about music, but this time I'm going to give my point to uh, the NBA, because I do like talking about sports as well. And I'm pretty sure everybody's been hearing the news. Free agent is starting. Well, we just got done with the NBA draft. And the free agent, uh, free agency for the summer is starting to pick up, rapidly pick up. Like, we got a lot of moves that's been going on. I'm about to share a bit of those those moves to you, because just like the NFL – I believe how the NFL's fan, uh, free agency moves were very wild, where so many different people and different teams now. I feel like that's how it's going to happen for the NBA as well. So let me get some of these uh, acquisitions to share with you. Like uh, DeJounte Murray, he's now on the Hawks, so you got him playing around alongside of Trey Young. That's going to be pretty big. John Wall, he's now a Clipper, so he's gonna be out there with PG and Kawhi. Um, you see, I see Bill. He's going back to the Wizards. Sign his max. Devin Booker signed his max. He's going to the Suns. And Jalen Brunson, which I don't really feel like Jalen Brunson is what the Knicks need. Everybody, they paid this man 110 million on a four-year deal. Jalen Brunson was good alongside Luca, but bro. You could have found anybody else to go in a free agency 
to look to actually find a good legit star to turn around this miserable franchise that we call the New York Knicks. But for you to spend all that money on Jalen Brunson, that was the best you can possibly do. Like, first of all, you traded away a good draft pick in the draft. Jalen, I think his name was Jalen uh, Duran, if I'm not mistaken. There was some dude named Jalen. I don't know off the back. I forgot the name. But it was a good draft pick. And they traded him away to the goddamn um, Pistons, which was kind of head-scratching. The Knicks are known for making head-scratching moves, so I'm not surprised. But you signed Jalen Brunson to a four-year, $110 million contract. Like, that's just weird. It's just, it's goofy. It's like now, just a day ago, Kyrie's talking about he wants to stay with the Nets. And now Kevin Durant just came out today and wants to be traded away from the Nets. And Kyrie said he does he wants to play, he has a plan to play with Kevin Durant and Kyrie have a plan to play next year. I guess I mean they they're going to play next year together. They don't know where, but they plan on playing to get playing together. So wherever Kevin Durant go, Kyrie's gonna obviously have to go with him. I I feel like they're not which is weird, but I mean hey, it is what it is. If you really if they are really doing all this shit. They better win a championship in the next two years. Because, bro, you mean to tell me all these other teams are offering you this amount of money because you're Kevin Durant or you're Kyrie Irving, but you don't want to play anywhere else without that one star? And let's say, like, you know how injuries injuries can fuck a season up just quick. You feel me? Well, if one goes down, then you're, you're feeling regrets that now I could have instantly went to another team who gave me a good amount of money, play for a few years, you know, ball out, had the best season of my career. Well, that well, I don't know. It just it just makes I I get I get the move, but I I don't know. This Kyrie and Kevin Durant talk been kind of annoying ever since the season started last year. But for Kevin, I had a I did an episode actually. Uh, my mood. I did a Moody's point on Kev, uh, Kyrie about basically his vaccination thing and like he refused to play in certain you know I did a, I did an episode about that and now we come all the way full circle I'm doing another episode about Kyrie or just about Kyrie and and now now I'm hearing that his focus point is to try to push a trade to the Lakers so you mean to tell me and then the Lakers claim they have a trade package that will get Kevin Durant and Kyrie onto their team so you're telling me that I will have to sit through another NBA fucking season and witness LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Kyrie on the same fucking team? Is that even fair? No, it's not fair. Kevin Durant and LeBron James on the same team together, bro? That's some NBA 2K. That's, that's like me going upstairs right now, turn on a 2K game, make me a fucking fantasy, make me an NBA season. Like, I'll fuck around and do an expansion team. And try to find some odd way to get LeBron and Kevin Durant on the same team with Kyrie. That, that is, and then the fact they still have Anthony Davis in the contract and Russell Westbrook. But it is no way possible to have all five of them. Play. It, it might be, but it's impossible to have Kevin Durant and Kyrie come to L.A. with LeBron to play with Anthony, da- with Anthony Davis and Westbrook, too. They have to ship them out. They just have to ship them off. There's no way possible for those two to keep playing. So in order for them, if they decide to actually go along with that trade, Anthony Davis and Westbrook will probably go to Brooklyn. And then you have this three-headed monster, Kyrie, LeBron, and KD. Because apparently 
whenever Kyrie and LeBron play together, they match well or some shit. But they were just bitching about how – well, Kyrie was just bitching about how he wants to be the focal star. He was like five years ago, and that's why he went from Cleveland to Boston. That didn't work out. Then his ass went to Brooklyn for like, what, two, three years? That didn't work out. Then he decides to get Kevin Durant on the Kevin Durant train, and he finally came back from his injury. He finally got a chance to play together. They only played together for, like, what, 15 games, probably, if that. Because Kevin Durant was injured off and on. Kyrie was injured off and on. Kyrie didn't end up playing full-time until, like, late the year. And then when it was too late for them to jail chemistry-wise, they got swept by the Celtics. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it. But me, I'm a Pacers fan, so... I'm looking towards the future with uh, our new draft pick in Benedict. I forgot his last name, but his first name is Benedict. What a what an interesting first name. But then I was all on board for him for Buddy until he started to yap his mouth about. I uh, mean, I mean, I get it. The competitiveness, the competitiveness of it is cool. I fucks with it. But like, bro, you haven't even touched the NBA court yet, and you're out there talking shit about how you are able. To lock up LeBron or you be able to guard his ass, you're not scared of him. It's one thing not to be scared of him, but LeBron, if you're not, if you, I know some other Pacers fans out there. I know some other Pacers fans out there. And you've seen over the past years how he decimated our whole entire squad. He, he Every time he plays the Pacers, my heart sinks out to my ass because I know what he's going to do. He's been a thorn in our fucking franchise since 2012. Where like the and this thing about it pisses me off. Back then when we had them battles with the Miami Heat in the Easter Conference Finals, and we were so fucking close to getting to the finals, I still remember that day. It was game one or game two. I think it was game two. It was the one game where like we went up. I think we took the first game, or we might took the second game. I think we took the second game. The first game, all we had to do was stop LeBron. And they just let him waltz into the fucking paint and lay the ball up with no defense, no defensive uh, output at all. He just laid it up easily. And then they took that game away. And then we all know about the infamous blowing the ear thing with Lance. I still miss Lance. Well, he's still on our team. I'm glad we got Lance back. But that happened. And then the rest was history. The game we was with the Cavs, and we had Oladipo, and he destroyed us. It just... LeBron, when it comes to the little Pacers, he always, you know, fucks us up. I still remember the other game we had this against the Lakers. It was at home. Pacers at home, and LeBron was they came to the Lakers, came to the Pacers uh, arena. And I think it was a battle back and forth, but he hit a couple of daggers. And all I remember was him doing that Sam Cassell uh, taunt where he grabbing his balls or something and moving back. That shit pissed me off as well. But the reason why I did all that is to me to talk about how the – this draft pick we have, bro, you just got into the league. Please do not egg this man LeBron on. I do not want to see or go through another league. I'm glad he's not in the East. I'm glad. I don't have to see his ass consistently in the playoffs, even if we do make the playoffs, which I highly doubt we will. Give about a year or so. But please stop. Don't egg this man on because what he's going to do, he's going to take that comedy you told him, and when he does play us twice, and when he comes back to Indiana to play us again next year, he's going to remember that and probably drop like 50 on your head and humble your ass. Just, Just keep your mouth shut, bro. Just get through the summer league first and then start to do all that shit. I don't want to sit through another year. I mean, I'm already going to have to sit through another year of rebuilding because I don't know what to expect from this Pacers team. We got everybody back, but it's all about the chemistry. I don't know how good soft-ass Miles Turner is going to be besides only shooting threes and blocking shots. 
he might put a he might take a new leap and become actual legit super all star like we he's supposed to be. You know, Brogdon's cool, but like it's too many guards. We need to get rid of one of them. Chris Dory's only gonna get better. It's his second year. And Tyler Harrop, Tyler Harrop, Ty, Tyrese Halliburton? Yeah, Tyrese Halliburton. He's a stud. So I, I am expecting great things for this young Pacers team. But the more, basically, the point of this whole episode was me getting my point of how we will potentially, possibly see Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and LeBron on the same fucking team. Uh, I, I do not want to witness NBA season like that. I will literally... Boycott me watching NBA, and I'll probably choose a different sport. Like I'll watch Wimbledon fucking matchups on YouTube to you know substitute for me having to sitting through NBA season with them motherfuckers. There's only so much the Warriors can do. The Warriors are probably at home looking at all these news about Kevin Durant, Kyrie going to LA for them to be like, oh well, well, I mean, we already know what he's about. He's on our team for like two, three years, so, and we already be. Busted Kyrie's ass. He only got us one time ever since then, you know. So, who knows? But this is the principle. LeBron always gets what he wants. He's been getting everything he wants since he got in the league. He wants to form these teams. He wants that. He wants that. It's like, LeBron, I want you just to be LeBron player. LeBron James the player. Not LeBron James the GM. You got your time. I'm pretty sure you're going to be coaching somehow, some way after you retire. Probably coaching Bronny when he fucking gets him. Yeah, you never know. You say he wants to play with him before he retires. Imagine them playing with each other in either Cleveland, L.A., or fucking probably OKC because they got like 28 picks. They got hella picks coming in the next five years. But, yeah, that was just me giving my rant about KD and uh, Kyrie and LeBron. I don't want to see it, but it looks to be that way. But, hey, the free agency is just still kicking up. This is only like, what, day one or day two, so... A lot more big moves to make. There's going to be a lot more surprises that I never... A surprise player is getting signed by these teams that I probably would ever thought would happen. So... Mm. Well, I did have to choose one play... Uh, one free agency signing. We should definitely... Now that um, Gordon Hayward, I think, is either getting... Trying to seek... to trade. I think the Hornets are trying to seek to trade Gordon Hayward. I would love to see Gordon Hayward back in Indianapolis. That would be cool. The maybe the Pacers can try to get him be a nice little uh, better mentor for the young guys. I mean, it would be a good fit him in a three spot. It would be cool, you know. So we shall see. Man, that's all I really wanted to cover with the NBA. Um, before I end the show, you know, as always, I still going to have to somehow tie some music together. So, I mean, I'm probably going to talk about this in a, a couple more episodes later. But uh, I've been... You know me, I always try to stay hip to what's going out there in the music world. And I've been listening to a lot of music, as you see. So I'm going to play like two fucking songs that I've been banging in the last few days. Pretty hard. I found out about Zach Fox. Well, I've been new about Zach Fox. But I actually sat down and listened to one of his albums. And I, this motherfucker, first of all, he can spit. Second of all, his production game is out this world. I don't know who he be producing this shit. I know... Uh, Kenny Beats had a few songs he did with uh, Zach Fox. One of them was pretty popular. I think it was called uh, something about God and depression. I forgot. I forgot the word, the song, but that one was pretty. That one was a, that one was a banger. But also, I mean, I've been banging a lot of Gray Dugan. 
how I listened to Gray Dugan how, is how I was listening to Mac DeMarco back in like early 2014. But I'm going to talk about that in another episode. So I'm not going to really spoil that one. But I just got like two songs that I'm going to share with you that I'd be playing on a regular. One is called Zach Fox. It's called uh, Fuck Around and Find Out or short F-A-F-O. So, boom. said he's the zone six mclovin i fuck with that reference shout out to super bad mclovin i love that movie one of my favorite movies fuck around and find out fuck around and find out that's definitely a banger in the whip bro i swear if you got some good subs bang that shit in the whip as you're rolling around to where your destination is it's one of my favorite bangers and there's another song too. This dude named JPEG Mafia. Certain people know him. Certain people don't. If you really, if you like, listen to a little bit of underground music like I do, you probably heard JPEG. Cause JPEG be around the music, the rap industry, uh, rap game a lot. He's, he's be collaborating with a lot of some of your artists that you might never knew was JPEG, but was. And he also produces a lot of good shit. But this album, this album came out. I want to say uh, like 2017. Let me fact check real quick. It was one of his first albums I got put onto by my homies back in the day. And it's like experimental. So experimental rap is one of the genres in hip hop. You got boom bap. You got your emo rap with X and what they be doing. And well, Killeroy is not a rapper. But what X was doing, your selling rap, you feel me? Your, your fucking trill rap, all that shit. But experimental rap does not get a lot of good credit. And I'm probably going to talk about that in our episode as well, but experimental rap is probably one of the most underrated raps because you get too caught up in the beats and the noisy-ass beats and the irritating beats that you're probably hearing, but you don't really understand fully what they're saying. But when you do get a chance to hear what they say, they be low-key spinning their ass off. It's just the beats be keep your attention, take your attention away. But the beats, what brings the attention to you, and then when you get a second to actually listen to what they be spinning, like, JPEG Mafia does that shit. Def Grips was one of my favorite experimental band or group, rap groups. They do that as well. Clipping. Everybody always liked to talk about clipping, but I never really was a big clipping fan. But yeah, there's a lot of a lot of rappers out there in, in, in the experimental world, experimental rap world. It's a lot. They be having a lot of bangers. You just don't really hear about them because, like I said, in the underground world, they like to stay to themselves. They don't like all the notori- notoriety and the 
end up like buzz because you know once you get all that buzz and once you get mainstream you're an industry puppet all your creativity's away it gets forcefully shoved down our throats which we don't really want that you know well his album 2018 was called veteran you got a lot of these little bangers on here i was banging like a song called one five three nine nerf calvert uh thug tears baby i'm bleeding curb stomp because he makes some uh, w he do make a lot of wwe references too like he talked about sasha banks he did a reference about aj styles he made a song called curb stomp which talks about that's like if you're a big wwe fan shout out to my homies black guys talking about wrestling this one's for you but if you're a big wwe fan i mean seth rollins is one of the top wwe superstars in the wwe and his finishing move is the curb stomp so like he made some references to that one of my favorite tracks is called real nigga and with this, you're probably going to get annoyed because when you hear this song, what you don't know is he sampled a song from ODB. Yeah, Old Dirty Bastard for all my Wu-Tang fans out there. He sampled ODB. And it's just basically one of the samples. He's just screaming out the top of his lung. You know how crazy Old, old, old Dirty Bastard was. He was a crazy motherfucker. So I kind of salute JPEG for doing this. And that's how I'm probably going to end this uh episode off with the song real nigga um so yeah this is one of my bounce back episodes consistency is the key that's the that's the model for the rest of the year from moody's point be consistent with the episodes drop some more content i'm up i ain't got shit to do today so i'm gonna definitely brew maybe like a good four or five you know how i do once i keep going it takes a heart it's it's hard to stop so i'm gonna leave you guys off with the song real nigga you know how my model is this has been uh, another fun episode of Moody's Point. Your boy Moody is out. Enjoy the song. You think you knew me? This man said, You salt as shit, bitch. Wet. I fuck with JPEG, bro. song my favorite part about this whole song is the ending 
the ending where ODB's uh, vocals just ends off the song. And then the, yeah, just it, that's, the ending is my favorite song. Now, ending is my favorite part of the song, I should say. But yeah. <laughs> Peace.